Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks on this 232nd podcast. And we find ourselves on Psalm 39. And uh, wow, coming out of Psalm 38, I got to be up front with you. I'm a little bit down over yesterday's Psalm 38. I'm thankful that we're on this Thursday morning, we're in Psalm 39, even though it's a little more. But you know, this is life, Stephanie. Uh, Life is filled with ups and downs. Can I tell you that? And, uh, uh, and, you know, you know that, I know that, we live that, and uh, so what's going on with you? Catch us up on your family. So uh, is your whole extended family is coming in this week? Is that what's going on at your... One of them, yes, not all of them, but most. I think all but one sister. All but so one sister's she, coming she in. She just had a baby, so we'll give her a, we'll give her a rain check. <laughs> you know, when you just have a baby, you know, when you just give birth, I think that's a time you deserve to have it off. You know? I, I agree. And uh, what's going on around the house? Now, how long do you leave your Christmas decorations up for? You know, I, I sort of believe in Christmas should last a long time. So I think we'll be leaving them up at least till next weeks. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I like the people who leave the Christmas decorations up 365. That's just me. All right. I think that's important, but uh, that's just me. I'm not. I'm not judging anybody who doesn't do that. I couldn't decorate my fireplace for spring or summer or patriotic or. Yeah, fall. that's a good point. Now, now Stephanie does decorate. She's a, she's somewhat of a decorator. She does a nice job. She's got a sweet looking fireplace and, um, in her sitting room there. And, and I mean, it's just a beautiful, comfortable place to sit. I, I find myself sitting in the recliner she has in there. That's the best chair I think in the house, even though she has a recliner up in her bedroom, I don't think, uh, is that the same as the downstairs one? It is. It yeah. Is. So, you know, maybe maybe Debbie and I will have to move in up there sometime, you know. <laughs> no, only joking. We, off- I have offered you my room. We have our we have our place downstairs with Thor and uh and we're with happy Thor. down there. That sounded awesome. <laughs> yeah. We we're down there with Thor in in the in, in the basement things, but I gotta, I gotta tell you, it's beautiful down there. It's finished. It's nice. It's a little bit cold. Now I gotta tell you, it's, uh, it'll, it'll tighten up your skin. It'll, uh, uh, yeah, you'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll make you cold down there. You know, you, you go use the restroom and I mean, there's a, you, you know, you're, <laughs> you know, you're not in the warmth of the upstairs. Yeah. But I did get you that new heater that you said made it a little bit better. The new heater did change things. And uh, I will say that. And I thank, I want to thank you on behalf of uh, <clears throat> my whole family. Thank you for the heater <laughs> in the room. Family. Yeah, Debbie, and, Debbie and I enjoyed having a warmer room. So we're in Psalm 39. And Stephanie's going to hop right in and read that to us this morning. <clears throat> yeah, if I can get the frog to leave my throat. I said, I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. 
I will keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked is before me. I was dumb with silence. I held my peace, even from good, and my sorrow was stirred. My heart was hot within me while I was musing with fire, musing the fire burned. Then spake I with my tongue, Lord, make me to know mine end and the measure of my days, what it is, that I may know how frail I am. Behold, thou hast made my days as a handbreadth, and mine age is as nothing before thee. Verily, every man at his best state is altogether vanity, Selah. Surely every man walketh in a vain show. Surely they are disquieted in vain. He heapeth up riches and knoweth not who shall gather them. And now, Lord, what wait I for? My hope is in thee. Deliver me from all my transgressions. Make me not the reproach of the foolish. I was dumb. I opened not my mouth because thou didst it. Remove thy stroke away from me. I am consumed by the blow of thine hand. When thou didst with rebukes dost correct man for iniquity, thou makest his beauty to consume away like a moth. Surely every man is vanity. Selah. Hear my prayer, O Lord. And give ear unto my cry. Hold not thy peace at my tears, for I am a stranger with thee, and a sojourner as all my fathers were. O spare me, that I may recover strength before I go hence and be no more. O spare me, let me live. Again, he's trying to be quiet. He's he's being silent. He doesn't want to give the enemy snares, as he called them earlier on, and Psalm number 38, he doesn't want to give them a way to sneak into him. He doesn't want to say anything. He doesn't want to go to that bad place. He doesn't want to put ammunition out there. And, and uh, man, there's a lot going on here in Psalm 39. It, does it continue yeah. on? Yeah. Is David still having a bad time? Yeah. But he comes to this place. And, and he, when he talks about vanity, he, Selah, he wants us to think on those vanity things twice in this psalm. As you read them there in verse 5, Behold, thou hast made my days as a handbreadth, and mine age is nothing before thee. Verily, every man at his best state is altogether vanity. Every one of us are vanity. Every one of us are uh, filled with pride. Every one of us deal with these issues. And then uh, you read that again in verse 11, When thou, with rebukes, don't correct man for inequity, thou makest his beauty to consume away like a moon. Like a moth, I'm sorry. Surely every man is vanity, Selah. And again, he's talking about that. You know, he, he's understanding the perspective of where we're at in the whole scheme of things. And and man is not in a great place. I mean, we're 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 not heavenly. We're uh, we're not pure. We we have problems. You know, at, at our very best, we do everything we can. At our very best, we're uh, you know we we try to fall within the parameters of God's. Uh, less for us, but I think David's realizing that even as I'm trying, I'm falling short. And I think that makes him closer to God. I mean, what do you think? I think David's at a place here. It almost, the psalm almost reminds me of Ecclesiastes. Um, The way he talks about a man's life being nothing and about you know, at his best state, he's vanity. And I think if nothing, this psalm, if nothing else to me, hammers in the fact of where Jesus said, without me, he can do nothing. Yeah. And the fact that literally without Jesus Christ at the center of our lives, we are nothing. Nothing. 
our lives are worth nothing without the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that's when I, what I come away from this Psalm with, I think is the thing that hits me the most is the fact that again, David is at a place of brokenness. He's at a place of sorrow and maybe even a little bit of depression and, um, you know, in verse five, where he says, behold, thou hast made my days as a handbreadth." In other words, it's in the scheme of eternity. My life is literally, it's not even a dot. It's not even a speck yeah. on that spectrum. And mine ages as nothing before thee. God, you're so infinite. You're so great. My, you know, how long did David live? He's like before you and in, in your, in your infinite um, power and might and the fact that God has no beginning and no ending it is literally nothing and the fact that the only way to make our life count in the spectrum of eternity is for Jesus Christ to be at the center of it yeah for the only reason for us to to in eternity to look back and say as Jude talks about making a difference the only way we are going to do that is if Jesus Christ is the center of it. If serving him, loving him, doing what he has put us here to do, that is the only reason for our existence. And that's um, what this hammers into me. And um, where David is crying out to God in, in utter desperation and dependence saying, hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear unto my cry. Hold not thy peace at my tears, for I am a stranger with thee and a sojourner. In other words, God, you're traveling this life with me, but I'm a stranger. I'm a sojourner. And then he says, oh, spare me that I may recover strength before I go hence. It was almost like David was saying, God, give me enough strength to complete what you have me here to do before I die. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That should be the cry of every one of us. Uh, God, give me the strength I need. Yeah, there's a despondence there. Do what you want me to do. Right. That's right. There's a despondence there. There's a uh, there's there's a place there where he is. Uh, you know, David's in that place where it's just about God and him. Uh, yeah. He's you know he stole where he was in 38. I mean, there's no great improvement here other than he's all in. You know, uh, you know, he wants him to be hot within him. He, uh, he, you know, he make me to know mine end and the measure of my days that I know how frail I am. And every one of us, like you were saying, I mean, God use us before that day comes. It can come at any time. You, you had your scare with your tumors. And I mean, you were sitting next to, uh, our missionary martyr who was murdered. And I mean, you, you have looked death in the eye and, and you can tell all of us, Stephanie, that, Hey, one second, that's all it takes. One yeah. second, you can go from being, uh, uh, you know, have everything going great to have everything going terrible and maybe going to heaven. And, yeah. uh, uh, you know, when he goes on and he talks my days as a hand breath in mine ages, nothing before thee, every man, and I know you read this as well, at his best state is altogether vanity. And I know I've read this and, you know, hey, listen, we're, we're at a state as human beings that, you know, the Bible tells us, and we know this, that we all fall short of the glory of God. 
Well, there's more implications to that than just that statement. And the implication to that is because we fall short, because of this sin, uh, we don't go to heaven. We need somebody to be an intercessor. Now, in David's days, things were different. In David's days, they were looking ahead to Christ. It was a, there was different dispensations, and they had to give sacrifices. They had to believe in God's plan. They had to be part of the tabernacle. They had to uh, you know, go through and do these surrenders and stuff. And, and David's sitting here, and he's trying to do that with every psalm. He's trying to say, God, it's all about you. Surely every man walketh in vain, shoe. And surely they are disquieted in vain. He heapeth to riches and knoweth not what shall gather them. And now, Lord, what I wait for, my hope is in thee. Who's your hope in, Christian? I mean, listen here today. Where are you finding your hope today? Is your hope, uh, I mean, there's a lot of us. I listened to this really early. I, I listened to the podcast that was out there today. I, I was, uh, uh, you know, the first two or three miles of walking. I listened to, I speed walk in the morning. I listened to this morning's podcast. And, you know, we're reminded when we're, when we're thinking about things like this, it's important that we got to understand that our hope is in God, that our hope is found in God, that our hope is not in things we can do, that our hope is not in finances, that our hope is not in doctors, that our hope is not in our spouses, that our hope is not in our significant others, that our hope is not in our children. We need to stop and say, hey, our hope is in God. And that's what David just said. He said, I'm, my hope's in you. Yeah. Well, he, he's at that place of um, realizing that God has to be his all in all. Yeah. And um, realizing that God can, he says in verse 10, remove thy stroke away from me. I am consumed by the blow of thine hand. In other words, that sense in which we are so helpless and so feeble with one little smack with one little rebuke, God can vaporize us. Yeah. Can, and the Bible says we are but a vapor, right? Yeah. He can, we literally are nothing apart from him. And David's at that point of dependency. And um, yeah, yeah, that's where God wants us all is that point of brokenness, because that's what made David, because God was his strength, because God was his portion that's what made David the hero. That's yeah. what made David the one that we look back on. That's the, well, that's what made him a man after God's own heart was because he was at that place of utter brokenness and dependence before God. Yeah. And, and I think that we find ourselves and uh, we, we got to find ourselves there. We have to. Here's the good news. We're, you know, these last couple of Psalms and going through them and doing these podcasts, they, they've been a little bit hard. But the good spot is, it's these hard times, these bad times, these tough times, these things that David are going through that, <clears throat> excuse me, I found that frog that you had earlier. Uh, uh, <laughs> they're, what, they're what bring us to God. Yeah. They're what take us to God. They're, they're what bring us to the next level. Those trials are what uh, turns things on, makes things right, makes things good, checks the block, uh, has us do the things we have to do. And uh, and I think we see that. So we, we go from he's still being quiet at the beginning, then verses four through six of his burden, how he's so burdened. Make me know mine end. And he's just burdened to be part of this and to be all of that. And then and then, you know, we get to that place in verse seven, which was 
was such a great verse, I thought. And now, Lord, uh, what wait uh, I for? My hope is in thee, where he just he's confidently believing in God. So anything we get out of this psalm, the practical side is the confidence in God, the confident belief in God, the knowing that God is going to take us to the right place, the trusting in God. I mean, that's what we're finding here. And, and I think that's pretty cool. And, uh, and, and then we get to this point, I think, where uh, all of a sudden he's repentant. And I think that starts in verse number eight. He's repenting of his things. He's, he's talking about deliver me from all my transgressions. There, there needs to be a repentant heart in every Christian. Yeah. We all need to repent. Yeah. And repentant is more than salvation. Yes. That's, yeah, there, there's a sense in which there's a constant, I think someone who is truly living in a, in a moment by moment dependence on the Lord. In other words, really walking the life of faith. You live in a constant state of contrition before God, where you're so close to God, the minute, the moment you do something that's displeasing to him, you want to get that taken care of. You don't want to have a pile up of sin in your life. You don't want to have a pile up of garbage in your life. And, you know, that's what Paul talked about in Hebrews where he says, laying aside those weights and the sins that easily beset us, those things that so easily creep in where there's that constant, you know, I, I tend to be a declutterer. And so I always have a tote that I'm feeling for goodwill, always. And there's something, there's like a satisfaction to me to fill that toe and to go dump it. And where there's that sense of fulfillment in our lives, there's a sense of joy and strength that comes when we're dumping, when we're decluttering constantly. Yeah. Where we're so in tune with God that when he, the minute he says, you need to dump that, we're dumping it. There's no, there's no hesitation. There's because we're depending on him for our strength. And so when our strength says, this is weakening you, we dump it, we let it go. And David's David's at a place where he knows he knows he's weak and that God is his only strength. God is his only reason for existence. And so he wants to be so close to him and where he's in such communion, communion with him that that's not an issue. Yeah. And that's where brokenness will leave us in a place of wanting to please God, wanting to wanting to love him in such a way that our life does count that when then when we look back over our lives we aren't saying it was empty it was vanity it was worthless then when we look back we can say we made a difference for the cause of Christ and that's what that's what we're here for it will be worth it all when i see jesus and uh yeah, that's the song that came to mind today. and But, you know, I, I think you're exactly right. And remove, in verse number 10, thy stroke away from me. We're not sure what the stroke is or why it came. I am consumed uh, by the blow of thine hand. And, and then verse, even the verse above that in 9, I was dumb. I opened not my mouth because thou didst it. You know, we get there when we get to that contrition point, when we get to that repentance point where we say, we need to just shut up at this point. We just need to give this to God and move on. And, and, and David's at that place. And what an example for us. Sometimes we say, man, we just need to, mum is the word right now. I just need to get right with God. I just need to do those things that God has for me to do. I just need to step out and trust God. And uh, I think that's what's going on at 11. 
when uh, with thou with rebukes does correct man for an equity, thou makest his beauty to consume away like a moth. Surely every man is vanity. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and give my ear to my cry. Hold not thy peace at my tears, for I am a stranger with thee and a sojourner as all my fathers were. O spare me that I may recover strength before I go hence and be no more. He said, I want to recover strength. I want to be strong. I want to be strong in you. I don't want to be a stranger to you. My fathers were a stranger to you. That's the reason we're in the shape we're in. That's why these kingdoms hate each other. That's why all this craziness is going on. Uh, that's why Saul was trying to kill me. All these different things are going on. I want different than that. I want to be in a different place. And and I, I kind of think that's what we're seeing here. And and that's what David's talking about. I want I want to change the generations. I want to change the prognosis. I want to go to that place where things get better. I want to be in that place. So practical. Now, going back at you, Stephanie, with a, with a few minutes to pontificate, or more importantly, to, to, to greatly talk about this. Uh, how do we get to the place where David is? How do we get to that place? How can we, we don't want to be in this place. We want to grow stronger for God. We want to serve God. We want to make a difference for God. We want today to be about God. We want tomorrow to be about God. We want every day to be about God. How? How do we do that? Well, I think we're going to um, learn about that in, in chapter 40. But I think there's there's a lot that goes into that. And obviously, I know I know you're looking for me to say you spend time with God every day. And yes, that is true. But I think I go back to Psalm 37, where David lays out some things in the first part of the chapter. We're told to fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou worker envious against the workers of iniquity. We're told to trust in the Lord and do good. We're told to delight thyself in the Lord. We're told to commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him. We're told to rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. We're told to cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. And I think those are always make God your portion. Yeah. And that comes through spending time with him. It comes through meditation on his word. It comes through scripture memory where you're engrafting his word into your life. It's becoming a part of your thought processes where your whole focus in life is not about you receiving glory, you receiving praise, you receiving whatever it is you're looking for, where it's about Christ, where it's about for me to live as Christ and wanting to be found faithful, wanting to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. When that's your focus, your life won't be empty. Your life won't be, um, won't be that vapor that's worthless that David talked about there. And um, the how boils down to seek ye the Lord. While he may be found, call ye upon him while he is near. And as you seek to know him, as you spend time in his word, he makes that promise that he will be found ask and it shall be given you seeking you shall find knock and the door shall be opened and make make wanting to know him your focus and he will be found by you there it is 
there it is. We, we have to. Uh, this is, and I know this is a lot, it looks an awful lot like what we covered in, in Psalm 38. And, and there's a lot of that going on. Um, you know, but it, it's a way of life. It reminds me of Jim Elliott's, you know, the often quoted statement that he says here. He's no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. And, uh, you know, we, we, we serve God. We get saved. Uh, we serve. We give everything we can. We got to remember we're on the small side of eternity here. We're just this little dot of all eternity right now. We're just this little dot. And, uh, and, and I, think, I think there's a confidence that showed up in David here at the end of this psalm. I think it showed up and then he repented. He had a broken heart. He repented of that. I think like Stephanie said, as we go into Psalm 40 here tomorrow, I think there's a lot more answers on how to serve, on how to do those types of things. But there's a confidence here and it's worth serving God. And, uh, you know, I mentioned that song. Hopefully Stephanie can uh, pull up her verse from memory. It will be worth it all. Uh, I think that... Uh, I think that this life that uh, uh, we live is is supposed to be about bringing glory and honor to God. It's supposed to be about uh, exalting God, uh, putting others before we put them ahead of you know others ahead of ourselves, of uh, supporting missionaries, taking care of things, doing things. I mean, this is all coming together. So we wanted to, uh, we just want to put all that together for you and just say, listen, brethren. Listen, the most important thing that we can walk away from right now, dear brethren, is give it all to God. Uh, don't, don't have to be forced into that Psalm 38 or that Psalm 39 place of sickness and despondence and bad places and ugliness and all that. Give it all to God, even on those good days. Wake up every day and give it to God. And, and here's a, Stephanie's going to do a verse from uh, one of my favorite songs that I think fits it all together on why we just surrender everything to God. Of times the day seems long, our trials hard to bear. We're tempted to complain, to murmur and despair. But Christ will soon appear to catch his bride away. All tears forever over in God's eternal day. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Life's trials will seem so small when we see Christ. One glimpse of his dear face, all sorrow will erase. So bravely run the race till we Friends, it will be worth it all. Trust in Christ. Give it all to Him. Listen everywhere. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 
Second, there's a price on sin. For the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.